Hi, I think we're going live. Hello. This is Safi Karina on my <laughs> go see for today, Microsoft is go sees. And How this you doing? is really just a test, in essence, of is anyone watching? I don't know. Someone joined. How's uh, better? Yeah. Hello, Asbel. How are you? This is great. So, this is a series that I'm doing live and also recorded for YouTube consumption about models coming on GoSees and talking to me about their life in fashion and also their personal lives and their own personal histories and how they got to be right here in this seat right now. In New York City. In New York City, the greatest city in the world. Now, Safi, you've been here six now months. for six months, yeah. so you're fresh off the boat. Literally. So, I arrived in New York um, early September mm -hmm. and yeah, it's been a whirlwind six months. Uh -huh. And today I was sent to a go see and happened to meet a fellow Londoner. So that was the first That's thing when I got right. through the door. He um, spotted the accent. So, Which yeah. is pure Vauxhall. Is that a classic Vauxhallian accent? <laughs> From southwest London, yeah. That's fantastic. So I was inspired by that, I must say. It's rare that you find English models, funnily True. enough, in New York. From actual London, right? From London. And so how did all of this start? Let me know. Um, so Go back I've, to the very beginning. Okay. Going way, way back. Hope you yeah. guys got time. Um, yes. It's going to be a long story, this one. <laughs> so I'm a model. I'm actually a plus size model. I've been doing it now for over a decade. Mm -hmm. I actually started out as a straight size model. So I was signed to Storm in London for about five years. Made an amazing agency. Mm -hmm. and did some fabulous jobs. Sarah Dukas was there? Yes. It was Sarah's yep, Sarah. Storm. I, I think she's still there. Yes. He discovered Kate Moss. Exactly. Famously. Um, and so yes. how old were you? Go back to the very beginning. How old were oh, you when gosh. you first thought that fashion existed and a model existed? When was, when was the first notion of that? Piece? Oh gosh, I'd always been aware. Obviously, you know, London is like the fashion hub. So fashion is constantly in your face, like mm -hmm. culturally, on TV, media-wise. Um, it's part of our day-to-day -day lives, isn't totally. it? Like fashion. And youth just... culture and street culture. Exactly, especially in South London. Like, so how old were you? <laughs> I was probably about seventeen. Seventeen at, at okay. college, because um, I was studying quite arty subjects like photography, art, mm -hmm. and design. And where did that come from? Had you already been drawing and expressing yourself in those mediums before that? How I'd, did that idea come to, come about? I'd always been very creative, mm -hmm. um, so it just seemed like a natural transition to go from drawing to ex you know exploring it more with photography i was yeah. always drawn to like imagery and fashion pictures um you know i used to just you know just love getting like the fashion magazines and everything was that your mum that got them or were you buying them at that at that age that was me actually and yeah. what were the first magazines that you would have come across and bought and been inspired by so obviously 90s london i was mm -hmm. buying magazines like just 17 um, smash oh, hits, smash hits, yeah, like all those kind of music kind of magazines. Oh, she's been with Storm for eighteen years. Wow, you guys! <laughs> Sorry, that's got to fantastic, Elspeth. Thanks for joining Lots us. Lots of love, babe. Nice to see you. <laughs> so happy so that you were the very first person to do this in the world <laughs> for me. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Say hello to Kieran for me. Get him to tune in if he's around. All right. Bye. That's great. Um, so yes, you were saying. Um... Uh, yes, I'd always yeah. been doing quite 
creative kind of subjects. And then after A-levels, I did a year's foundation course at the London College of Fashion, mm-hmm. where I continued to study women's wear and accessories. So were you going to be a fashion designer then at that point? I was kind of like dabbling, you know, having a little splash, still kind of figuring out what it was I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I know I love the arts. I know that I, you know, I'd love to draw. I'd love to take pictures. So I was just kind of exploring everything. Mm-hmm. As you kind of do at that age, you know, it's like... So at 17, did you have dreams of being a model, of being... No. You didn't? Not at all. Modelling was never on the agenda. It's something that just kind of happened. And what about acting in stage school and that kind of thing? Um, acting, yes, was something that I did. I was quite a uh, quite a shy and rever- you know, reserved child. So my mum enrolled me in Sylvia Young. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a famous London stage school. London drama school. And, and where is that again? I think it's near Baker Street. Okay. I think... If I recall, I think it's North London somewhere. So what years did you go there? Or how long? Um, Probably from the ages of about 11 to 13. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I continued acting at the Actor Centre in London. Oh, wow. So you started early? Yeah, relatively early. But obviously, you know, with education, it was kind of like stop and start. Was it something you took to immediately and thought you could do it? Definitely, yeah. Uh, is part of the education building that confidence? 100%. Did, your, did it work for you? It did. It definitely did. It definitely you drew out? me out of my shell, allowed me to kind of express myself, delve into parts of my personality I never knew kind of existed. Because, you know, you have that sense of encouragement around you and mm. you thrive off, you know, other people's energy, the other, the other kind of children's energy. And you're like, oh, well, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, mm. as a child, you're quite heavily influenced by your surroundings so I think by being immersed in a performing arts school I you know in turn was inspired by kind of everyone else around me and it kind of pushed me to my limit so to speak and do you think Um, so do you think you're naturally an introvert or an extrovert or did you actually change and metamorphose through that process because when you came to the door maybe it's the training and modeling and stuff having to be open right does that betraying the real Safi? Definitely. Um, so you're not an, you wouldn't call yourself an extrovert? Maybe to some degree. I think as I've got older and being in this industry, you have no choice but to be confident. You know, it's like our daily lives mm. revolve around Giving. meeting people mm, and making the first impression. And, you know, obviously modelling, you are invoking a mood on camera. So it, essentially it is acting and... It's an industry, there's no time to be shy. You can't be a shrinking wallflower and then expected to, you know, jump in your lingerie, jump into your underwear, you know, you mm. you have to um, have that emulate confidence. confidence. Yeah. yeah. And find it even if you don't have it. But you Exactly. But you did you feel that you were beautiful as a child growing up? Oh no, of course not, no. And you didn't think... see a pretty girl in the mirror? No, I was actually quite chubby growing mm-hmm. up. I was very much uh, a big tomboy, still am. But I definitely grew into myself, mm-hmm. um, as you know, a lot of teenagers probably have. The camera needs to be better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. So wide of you, but we're going. Hey, Rudy, we're going vertical because I don't think you can post horizontal, can you, on Instagram? Let us know if we can, but I don't think you can, this right? Is, no, this is very much a, it's a, test, a trial and error. Yeah, but I don't think you can do what Radcliffe wants which is to go horizontal Unless. to get more of a sin, but it cuts both of you off. Well, oh. yeah, but is that not the 
frame. You could come in the a camera bit. Back? We could. All right, let's try it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, bear with That's us. It's okay. Is that better? Is that better? Get rid of you. I don't want to see you. Yes, well, exactly. You're stuck with me. Who else is going to ask the questions? <laughs> is, that, is that one of your? Is that one of your friends? Yes, that is friends. Really, much better. Thank you. That's great. Yay. To get this immediate feedback is amazing. Yes. Yeah, so this it? is good. This is. Um, we're, we're very much kind of warming up here, guys. So yeah. So, you started as a normal model. I did indeed. How did you get scouted, spotted? Um, I was probably about eighteen. I was in McDonald's, Tottenham Court Road. Just Fantastic. Your, you know, regular kind of London scouting story, teenager just hanging out, you get handed a card and you're like, hey, you know, have you ever thought of modelling? And I was like, mm, well, no, not really. Was um, that Storm? No, it wasn't. I can't remember who that was, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember, you know, getting given this card. and By a, a man? No, it was actually a girl. It was a girl? Yeah, it was actually a girl. Which okay. Did that make it seem... easier? Slightly, I suppose, you know, as a teenager, if a man approached me and gave me a card, I probably would have been a bit more wary. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I I just remember kind of taking this card, not really thinking much of it. And then I think after that, I was scouted twice more. Okay. So you didn't think anything of it? It wasn't exciting? You didn't think I'd be discovered and I'm going to be a star? No, it's something I never had dreams to do. I think from, you know, when I was a teenager, as you said, I was delving into like fashion and photography and those kind of um, mm. subjects because I think fashion was where my kind of heart was. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it's all kind of relevant. Yes. But I was envisioning a career behind the scenes as opposed to in front of the camera. So when that scout came into McDonald's, Tottenham Court Road. Yeah. What were you going to do at that point? What was your ambition? What was, was your, what was your job going to be? I wanted to be a fashion designer. Designer, yeah. okay. Hence why okay. I was, you know, juggling art and photography and all those kind of elements that, were, you know. But it still intrigues me that you weren't looking at yourself. No. And thinking, actually, this body that I've been given could actually wear the clothes and it's, sell the clothes. It's a very teenage thing. I think as teenagers, male or female, we're naturally very critical of ourselves. I don't know any teenager of like 17 that suddenly found themselves. I mean, and also you have to remember as well, like I'm in my late 20s now, but being 17, like kind of 10 years ago, wasn't like being 17 now. Mm. We had no access to like YouTube. We had no access to social media, to Instagram and all these, all these kind of like mediums that Mm. make teenagers grow up so fast. So I think being 17, 10 years ago was very different to being 17 now. And it was a different world. The world of fashion and that was to be dreamt of, but didn't ever sort of, you couldn't imagine it. No, we weren't as self-assured as teenagers are now because they're exposed to so much more. Mm. You know, they have all these different platforms and ways to kind of like express themselves. And it, it wasn't like that. I mm-hmm. think, dare I say it, but 10 years ago, I think there was more kind of innocence in terms of yeah. being a teenager. Um, you were more kind of like isolated. And I mean, I think mobile phones were just coming around. So you'd be lucky mm. if your parents allowed you to have a phone to text friends, let right. alone, you know, the word selfie didn't exist. Um, so what do you think a 17-year-old today has lost? Uh, we know what he's gained. He's gained yeah. all of this technology. What do you think... In relation to our generation, or your generation, because I'm a couple ahead of you, <laughs> would be, what do you think that has been sacrificed, do you think? 
is it is it the innocence? Is it the the time and space to develop in a certain way? Is everything thrust upon young people a bit too quickly, or or is it quite a good thing to be mature earlier? Who knows? I mean, yeah. in a lot of respects, there's a lot of positives. I mean, I'm very much kind of on the fence, but what I do appreciate about social media these days is that it really gives teenagers. Um, a means to express themselves and connect with other teenagers around the world, whether it's eating disorder, disorders or bullying or political stances. You know, I, I feel like teenagers these days are very much more outspoken and liberated and they're more heavily influenced to kind of express themselves. Mm. And I think social media platforms give them the opportunity to kind of do that. Mm. So I feel like in that respect, it is a positive. You know, they're very much aware of their rights and who they are. And, you know, there's this whole emphasis on dreaming big and, you know, doing you and, you know, no dream too high kind of thing. And I feel in that respect, it is a positive thing. Mm -hmm. So did you feel alone at any point during that journey? And how did you deal with the general sense of aloneness that being a model engenders? Because no one really appreciates that. But a lot of the girls that I speak to talk about the fact that it is... It's just you on a day's job or on a trip and you have yourself to rely on for resources. True. I mean, from that day of getting scouted, I didn't actually... So this is the third time. This is the third time, is it? isn't it? What do you mean? So the first time was that you, you had been approached Scouted. a couple of times yep. until Tottenham Court Road McDonald's. Yep. So I didn't okay. put shoe modelling as a full-time career until I was actually in my early 20s. Oh, wow. So I gave it a few years and, yeah, it wasn't till I was about, say, 21 to 23 that I decided, OK, I'll give this a go, see what it's about. Because <clears throat> it was coming to you because the universe was telling you, I, we, yeah. we want you to do this. I guess so. And at the time I'd um, left college, left uni and I was, I was working like a full time office job in the city. OK. And it was quite monotonous. You know, obviously I was there to just mm-hmm. kind of make money, but... I think the creative industry was more where my heart was. So I decided to, yeah, go and explore it. Shall we? Here I am. (laughs) Shall we, before we get too deep into it, shall we put your one on? (laughs) Um, Isn't it good for your fans to get the insight and the background into who you are? Okay, yeah, why not? Right? But you can can do the quick fire questions. Hello. Hey, Germany. This is Brooklyn. We're in my daughter Tallulah's bedroom. Yes. Where I've set up a makeshift studio and the light's great here. I hope you like it. And um, shall I start with the first question? As yes. I would in yes. the show. So, literally, if you've just joined us, I'm going to go see with fashion photographer Michael Sanders. And Hello. he's going to be asking me questions about my modelling career. So you guys get a better insight into me as a model and what I do. Um, also from a photographer's perspective, exactly. like what happens. Um, yeah, so if there, if there are any other questions about either from hello, a photographer's hello. perspective or a model's one, please yes. feel free to ask us and we will tell you anything you want. Where were you born? So, um, as you know, I now live in New York. I've been in New York for six months, but I was actually born and raised in South West London. So I was born in a borough called Lambeth, mm-hmm. which I don't know if any of you are familiar, in a town called Vauxhall. So you said that that area has changed a lot over it the has. years since we grew up. Definitely. Because South of the River at that, at that time, as I remember it, was a bit grim. Yes. I mean, I went to college at um, Elephant and Castle, oh my God, London yeah. College of Printing. Yeah. And that was just the kind of place where you'd want to kill yourself. Yeah. It was a little bit dingy and depressing. 
Um, so yeah, just like New York has undergone heavy gentrification, so mm. has our neck of the woods, South London. Yeah. And um, where I was born and raised, it's changed a lot. It's it's actually quite posh now. And did you have a one up, one down kind of terraced house? Um, Could you describe the the home? Was it a, a semi detached, fully detached? No, I grew up in a two bedroom council flat. Mm-hmm. So like. So in a council block. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so did I for for a while. See. Off the Edgware Road. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So there's a lot of English culture um, that we share from growing up. Hi guys. <laughs> and obviously, it's a very long way from where we are now. Yeah. Um, so if you've just joined us, I'm live from Brooklyn on a go-see with hi. fashion photographer Michael Sanders, who Hello. is trialing a potential show concept called Go-Sees with Michael. So we'll be interacting with you guys where you yeah. ask us some questions. Yeah. He'll be asking me questions as a model and everything that I do. And look, someone said Elephant and Castle. Exactly. Okay. You know. London. Are you like, if there's any Londoners, say hi. Hang on, that's in German. Hi, guys. <laughs> a good communicative mood. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Always. You, that's guys. part of the English spirit as well, right? It is. Yes, definitely. So we were discussing a bit earlier how you have changed right. over the years, that you were quite an introverted child, well, a quiet yes. child growing up shy. and shy. And that because of that, your mum decided to put you into a stage school that's right a famous london one yeah. called sylvia young to bring you out of your shell that's right and it did it worked i'd say so yeah it definitely helped me to build confidence for the world of modeling so if you guys have just joined us um michael's just getting a bit of an insight into my background as a model how it all started and as the journey goes it was never the plan to be a model. So I got scouted at around the age of 18 and then I didn't decide to pursue modelling until I was in my mid-twenties, so here I am. Right, but we, we have to tell the story about the very first time that a serious offer to model from a scout and an agency right. happened. Yes. And you were in, as you recounted earlier, a McDonald's. Yes, oh, thank you. On the Tottenham Court Road. Right. Um, and... You didn't think that much of that approach? No, I didn't. So um, obviously some girls, it's, it's their dream to be a model. It wasn't mine. So um, I was scouted a few times. It wasn't until I was maybe scouted by the third time that I decided, you know what, I'm going to give this a go and see, see what it's all about. And up until that moment, you weren't quite sure what you wanted to do, but you thought it would be in the creative arts? So yes. you were studying photography That's right. and fashion design, Yes. reading magazines, exactly. like Seventeen magazine, yeah. which was a, a London magazine, which is, I don't know if it still exists. It's not around anymore. That's gone. What about yeah. Honey? Gone. City Limits? No. Gone. I, I haven't Smash heard of those. It. Smash it. <laughs> it's all gone. So we're just like recounting like old um, British magazines that no longer exist. Obviously, everything's all digital now. And with so many social media platforms... Magazines are kind of dying out, which is a shame. It is a shame. But thankfully, the one I'm working with is still going. So how long, long have may you it been continue. in... Hang on, someone said something about Arsenal. Will you do an Arsenal TV advert this year? Um, no, I won't. Are I you have... an Arsenal fan? I'm not an Arsenal fan, no. but clearly this guy <laughs> is an Arsenal fan. Um, so then... no, guys, I won't be doing an Arsenal TV, <laughs> TV commercial. Um, what does this guy say? Scotland. We love you too, Scotland. Is the modeling industry better in the UK or USA? 
Honestly, from Good my question. experience, I've been in New York for six months. The industry is a hundred times better in America, only because there is more space to maneuver. Mm-hmm. It's slightly more multicultural in terms of diversity. Um, so yeah, there's definitely more opportunities in America, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Although you, let's talk about your cultural background. Yes, because you mentioned that your dad was Cuban. No, he's Irish. Oh, he's Irish. It's yes. your mum who's Cuban, Filipino, which is yes. a really and Hawaiian. Yeah, which is a really odd and strange Ec- combination for London. Mix. And that sounds much more New York to me. Yeah, it is. Obviously, New York. There's a lot more. What did your? How did they meet your parents? Um, so Do you know my the story? father worked for an airline, and he travelled a lot, and then met my mum on his travels, and. They came back to the UK and had me in the late 80s. And do you have any siblings? I don't. I'm an only child. Are you? But I have a lot of cousins. My mum is from like a family of 10. Wow, so, that's yeah, amazing. There's a lot of us. <laughs> so were you alone a lot of the time? And did were you a lonely child as an only child? No, far from it. I was always surrounded by family, always surrounded by cousins and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, very big family. Yeah. Right. And But did you have that only child syndrome which was thinking that perhaps that you were the center of the universe no never ever no (laughs) never so your parents didn't spoil you in that respect lies i'm a brother no you're not (laughs) okay yeah so this is alex who is my best friend's brother in in the uk so yeah alex you are like my brother right like not technically blood but yeah see i have i have like adopted brothers and sisters so thanks alex Alex will be able to tell us then (laughs) if safi's changed over the years or is is she the same girl that you grew up with and knew way back then is basically her personality the same same thanks alex so yeah i've known it hasn't changed you no no same old girl same old girl so if you've just joined us we are Doing a Q&A, let's call it, or a, an a Q&A interview? Q&A with fashion photographer Michael Sanders, who shoots right. for Italian L, Italian Vogue. Yes. So this is a potential show concept that he's exploring where mm-hmm. models come to go sees and he delves a little bit deeper into their personality, into Perfectly their put. lifestyle stories. Yes, their so fashion Fashion, Choices. so if you've just tuned in and thinking, okay, this is a bit random, we are, so someone said he's 55. <laughs> okay, again, oh, this is another... thank you very much. <laughs> okay, I like it, and Michael seems cool. Make it a podcast. Michael is uh-huh. a very, very cool guy, and afterwards I will be giving you guys his Instagram handle so they can, that would be very they can good. check out your photography. That's great. Um, sorry, I hope you like Brooklyn. Yes, we love Brooklyn. Yes, we do. Um, Fort Greene, which is where we're in now, is probably the best. Someone said definitely the same girl from John Paul. Yeah, that's that's the school I went to. So that is Billy. That's the one I went to school with. Hi. Hello. Someone keeps asking, do I like Arsenal? Mm, I don't, I'm not really into football. This but Arsenal isn't Foxhall isn't isn't an Arsenal. No neighbourhood. I don't know. There's... What is the local football? What's the closest? Chelsea. That's, yeah, that's like South West London, that's in Fulham. Again, I know nothing about football. Um, what was the best job in my career? He looks like a white Bob Marley. Well, Thank actually, Michael yes. is of mixed race and his mother's actually Jamaican. Yes. So um, he may well have some links to Bob Marley in Jamaica. Uh, maybe, actually. Yeah. 
out of many come one. Yeah, <laughs> it's the e Jamaican motto. Exactly. There's a lot of interbreeding going Michael on. Michael is part Jamaican. Can I share the fun yes, fact my, about who yeah, your mum is? Yeah, sure. So if I have any um, London viewers at the moment, if you know EastEnders from the 90s, there was a um, prominent character called Blossom. Mm -hmm. Blossom is actually Michael's mum. <laughs> That's right. My mum was on EastEnders. <laughs> so... Yeah, someone's just said, see, oh my God, Bob Marley, I knew it. Is Michael from London? <laughs> yeah, I am from London. From? Yes, I was born um, in High Park Corner in a maternity hospital called Guy's, I think it was. No, it wasn't Guy's Hospital. That's where my father went to medical school. It was St. George's Maternity Hospital, which was a big... In hospital. Tintin? No, it's oh. on the corner of High Park Corner. Oh, okay. And my parents lived in Mayfair or somewhere swanky at the time. And so that was the closest hospital. And then they went to Notting Hill Gate. Nice. So I guess central London is where I'm from. But my mum is now in Richmond, which is really lovely down it's by the river. It's a really beautiful green suburb of London so yeah he opened the door to his Brooklyn apartment and the first thing we spotted about each other was obviously the accents he was yes. like oh you're from London I was like yeah you're from London so, so were um, you being mixed race yourself in London yeah. were you taken as a half Jamaican or Trini or West Indian or, I think or how were you viewed because I'm quite ambiguous I don't know. People always have, you know, I've been mistaken for Indian, for Hispanic. So um, it's, hmm. yeah. That kind I, of I, world look. Uh, yeah, I've been mistaken for like a multitude of like cultures and races, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, it's, I think, modelling as well. You have to be a comedian. You have to be quite versatile. So I wouldn't necessarily sure. view it as a negative thing. So you never saw it as an impediment? Never. No, no. Especially more so now where... Everyone is like of, of mixed heritage. Sure. Uh, because I've noticed now that we're talking about the difference between London and New York, there is, if we want to talk about those kinds of issues, there is Someone a... just said, I love Richmond Park. It yes. was. Yeah, Richmond Park is great. I'm at the top of Petersham Road near the Richmond Odeon, where that's where my mum is now. There's a, there's a Nando's around there. There is a Nando's. Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been there? So this guy's from Manor Park. Um, hang on. Sorry, guys, we're just trying to read your questions. I love New Jersey. There's a Primark here. Okay, someone said, do you have the ambition to go to acting? Well, we were just talking about this. Because you went to stage school, which is a training for drama and acting for kids. Exactly. So um, when did that stop then? So when did that ambition, or was that just, again, as we suggested, your mum trying to get you out of your shell? Yeah. So my mum sent me to the Sylvia Young Theatre School from around the ages of like 11 to 13. So someone, there is another. Sorry guys, we're just trying to keep up with your questions as well. This is only my second time doing a Instagram live. So bear with us. And my very first. And this is this Michael's first. This is a debut, first. yes, showing. So <laughs> it's exciting. So, okay, let's go back to the start of your modelling career. So at 21, quite old in modelling terms yeah, to start, definitely. especially if you've been approached so young so many times up until that. Yeah. You were dragging your feet a bit, yes. but at 21 you decided to commit. What was the first job that came along that made you feel that finally you were actually a model and doing it? It was a hair campaign for L'Oreal. That's pretty um, good. Obviously L'Oreal is like a name synonymous with like beauty and hair products, so I kind of thought, okay... 
if L'Oreal think I'm good enough to front one of their campaigns, maybe I should stick at this for a little bit longer. And so how much longer did you do that for? Um, gosh, so I didn't actually start modelling full, full time until I was like mid-twenties, yeah. Mid-twenties? Yeah, like 23, 24. Wow, and you're 29 now? Yes. So we gave that away because yeah. we did ask them to guess. Yes. <laughs> So again, how did you make that transition? Because you said that your career was in sort of two parts. Right. You started as a normal size model. Right. And then you became a plus size model. That's correct. Did that happen organically and just as it, as it did? Or did you have to make a conscious decision to switch paths? Um, well, obviously, a few years ago, plus size modeling in the UK was quite a, a relatively new concept. I was aware that I was becoming curvy as a woman and sample sizes weren't necessarily fitting me mm. anymore. So I kind of took a break from modeling. Um, when I took that break, I then discovered plus size modeling. It was something that I just came across on Google and from like photographer friends that I'd spoken to. So that's how kind of, yeah, plus size modeling came about. So how, when do you think it actually came into its own as, a, as such an important part of the business? Is there a year the that that happened? Yeah. Was it a gradual thing or can you, is there something that you can identify that this was a, a milestone in, the, in how plus size modelling is viewed generally? I think it was like the major kind of plus size boom in, in America where, you know, plus size models came into their own and they were recognised globally as supermodels. You know, names like Candice Huffin and Ashley Graham and I think... Tara Lynn and there was Crystal Wren and all these oh, yeah. names were like you know coming into prominence in media and on the news and it was a very new concept you know and sure. women were able to relate with these women that you know were a lot curvier than your average kind of runway models and 90s waif which it, was exactly you know the embodiment of what was cool and chic in the 90s in the form in the guise of little Kate Moss exactly so, so there was this new wave, so to speak, and this yeah. like movement that was happening. Um, so yeah, it was. See, look, someone said very recently the Vogue cover. Exactly, Ashley Graham was on the cover of Vogue. There you go. I mean, as as a plus size model, that was unheard of. Right. A few years. So there's definitely been this new wave of prominence with curvy models. We're here to stay, people. We're totally. not going anywhere. <laughs>